It's time we all stop sleeping on this man. Some of us have been doing it for far too long. And if you don't believe me, hey, believe the experts at 24-7 Sports Today because they're telling you this afternoon, Parker Thune, stop sleeping on Robert Spears Jennings. Come on, preach it, Tyler. He is a really, really good football player. In case you missed it, 24-7 Sports Today, they updated their five-star rankings. They updated a lot of rankings today. And the biggest mover for OU in the 2022 class. overall. In the entire class? In the entire country. Wow, seriously? Yes. Dang. Okay. Wow. Robert Um, Impressive. Well, he was uh, an unranked prospect, and 24-7 Sports Today says, yeah, that's wrong. He is ranked, and we're actually going to rank him as the 125th best prospect out there. He's now a high four-star. Okay, that's great. That's great news. We all like to hear that. Like, what has happened? Have people looked at more film? Did he, like, why is he the biggest mover in this entire class? What's happened? Well, he was a late bloomer. And I think that's kind of the underlying narrative here. This is a guy that did not really make a productive dent at Broken Arrow High School until his junior year. And that's why he didn't garner a lot of attention initially on the recruiting trail. As I mentioned last hour, he grew up a Baylor fan. Yeah. Baylor never offered him. Oklahoma State, which, I mean, they make a living on finding all those under-recruited kids in the state of Oklahoma. They never looked his way. And... Where Oklahoma kind of won him over, besides being his most prestigious offer, was that they were only they were one of only two schools, Texas Tech being the other, that offered him as a defensive back rather than as a wide receiver. And you look at his physique, right? 6'2", 190. You figure, okay, this is a guy that can be a pretty successful wideout, which is true. And if you've watched him play wideout at Broken Arrow, he is a dang good wide receiver. But... His ceiling as a defensive back was always so much higher, especially with the way that he can cover the whole field, his propensity to hit hard. It was pretty evident to a lot of folks that if he were reclassified as a defensive back and if that was where he focused his talents and that was the position that he honed in on refining his skills at, he was going to rise. Now, I don't think anybody could have foreseen just how far he would rise because – At the time he committed, Tyler, his national rank as a prospect, he was a three-star, his national rank was number 1,407. Now, once he was reclassified from wide receiver to a defensive back, he broke into the top 1,000. And as we continued over 24-7 sports to release update after update, he was a guy that seemingly continued to climb further and further toward blue-chip territory. And... He didn't pick up his fourth star until November, I believe. So it was still very, very late in the cycle that he actually, or no, it was December where he finally picked up the fourth star. So it was very late in the cycle that he finally achieved blue chip status. But to rise to where he is today, the number 125 overall player in the nation, regardless of position, man, did anybody see no, that? No, no, of course not, because I, I watched this kid for three years in high school. And I saw him because I, I was doing color for Norman High football games, and uh, Broken Arrow was in the district, so I, I saw Robert Spears Jennings, but you know, I only thought of him as a, a, as a wide receiver. I, I knew that he can play both ways, but you know, I, I thought that that's where, what his future at the next level was going to be, is he's going to be a wide receiver somewhere for a nice school. But yeah, now that he's reclassified as a defensive back, 
Um, sounds like the sky's the limit for him, and, and people are really starting to notice his potential on that side of the football. High four-star. and what do you, do you believe that when OU first uh, threw out that offer to him that most OU fans were like, eh, eh, I don't know, it's a little oh, bit oh, of a gamble here. do I believe here. that? Yeah. I, uh, believe me, I, I remember sifting through all the message board threads on OUinsider.com on the 24-7 Sports Network, and people were incensed that Oklahoma – would take a commitment from this local kid who wasn't even a top 1,000 prospect, wasn't even moving the needle, barely had power five interest, and they're going to take him over pursuing cornerbacks in California and Florida and Houston and Washington, D.C. that they could theoretically go and get. We sit here seven months later, Tyler. Looking really good. It's, it's pretty clear who was right. Looking really good. Yeah, and uh, Bob Stoops was one of the guys. After Muleshoe left and went out west, Bob Stoops went and visited him. And I think RSJ came on uh, with you and Steely, right? He, he did. He was like, you know, Bob Stoops basically came in my living room and said, hey, uh, the players are OU football. And he pretty much calmed the waters on all that. And a, a big reason why RSJ is still committed to OU is because of Bob Stoops. So. Another reason why Bob is awesome. And, and I know he's not a name that Sooner fans will like to hear at this point in time, but a lot of credit is due to Alex Grinch for knocking that eval out of the park. That said, yeah. Spears Jennings' ceiling in Brent Venable's defense is so much higher than no it doubt. ever would have been under Alex Grinch. So this is the perfect storm yeah. for RSJ, and it's super refreshing to see that national recognition start to pile up for yeah. him. Um, some other guys on the move in this current recruiting class for OU, the 2022 class, Jaron Kanak. He is up to the 107th overall player from 121 overall, and I – Jeez, judging by the numbers that he's throwing up in uh, off-season conditioning right now, maybe they should have just uh, moved the man to a five-star. Jeez. He's not that far off of it, but dang. And Well, the thing about Jaron Kanak is this is a kid from a sleepy little town in western Kansas, right, that never embraced all the pomp and circumstance of the recruiting process the way a lot of his peers did, right? He didn't go to any of the – all-American combines or showcases, what have you, all those opportunities for guys to really put themselves on the national radar in a big way with their performance against elite competition. Jaron Kanak didn't entertain any of that. And if he had, shoot, this could be a top 50 guy. That's not out of the realm of possibility. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but still, you know, ranked 107th overall is still a pretty good spot to be in. But to your point, coming out of Hayes, Kansas, maybe you can even add, uh, you know, 20 spots or so because if he was at, um, oh, God, if he was at Matter Day or, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas or anywhere like that, the. Not that the narrative is wrong on him, but the narrative might be you know, a, a little bit different on his overall ranking. You will see those two on the field a lot this fall. Jaron Kanak and Robert Spears Jennings, you can expect to hear their names being called by our Toby Rowland when the Sooners hit the road or hit the ground running in the fall. Some other movers, some guys actually moved back. I, I don't view that as a huge deal because some of these guys didn't move back very far. Gentry Williams, 118 to 105. Um... Or yeah, he's at one eighteen. He was at one hundred five. What do you have, Jake Taylor? He's at one twenty one. He was at one thirteen. Gavin Sawchuck's at one thirty one. He was at one ten. 
Uh, Nick Evers, he's at 136 now. He's at 123. That's pretty minimal movement there. Yeah, it's very negligible just because you have so many guys that make a late rise due yeah. to things like their performance at the All-American Bowl. So that's kind of expected to a certain extent. Uh, five stars were, you know, nailed down today, if you want to call it that, from 24-7 Sports. A target on the board, number 22 overall player, and a guy that we've been talking about now for a while, Devin Campbell, offensive lineman out of Arlington, 6'3", 310. Uh, Going to be picking between OU and Texas. So OU's got a five-star on the board as we go down the stretch here. And you felt you felt pretty good about this Devin Campbell situation going down here. I looked at the crystal balls today, though, and everyone's well, saying Texas. And that's the thing. And those crystal balls have been there for a long, long time. And I'll freely acknowledge, the smart money has always been on Texas. That's never changed because everybody in Devin Campbell's circle is pushing him that direction. But Bill Biedenboe, in particular, has made a very strong impression on Devin Campbell. And I think... All other factors aside, if it were just Devin Campbell and Devin Campbell alone's opinion that factored into this decision, he'd be at Oklahoma. I think it is the people closest to him, and that always means something in these recruiting decisions, right? It's the opinion of the people around you. And so that's the reason why Texas has long been considered the favorite. That said, uh, everything I was told uh, from sources last month in the aftermath of him pushing his commitment back and pushing his signing back from December uh, to February. Uh, everything I was told indicated that Oklahoma's gaining ground and gaining ground in a hurry. Well, let's hope that they can continue to gain ground here in the next two weeks before uh, National Signing Day approaches because you had a five-star offensive lineman in the class. Uh, buddy, a whole lot of people are going to be excited about that. And Offensive line like, is like a, 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 a lot of other position groups right now. Defensive line, linebacker. If you're good enough on the O-line, you got a chance to play right away because there's some there's some things that they're going to have to sort out up front heading into next season for sure. No question. And to me, I know we've talked about it a bit before, the biggest question in my mind is who replaces Tyrese Robinson. Yeah. And you got McCade Mattire, who I view as a plug-and-play solution to uh, Marquise Hayes' decision to enter the NFL draft. You put Mattire at left guard and you don't got to think twice about it, but – I mean, who's your who's your other starting tackle opposite Anton Harrison? Is it Savion Bird? Is it Aaron Parks? Is it Tyler Guyton, the newest transfer from TCU? There's there's a variety of options at Bill Biedenboe's disposal, and it's gonna be anybody's game. Yeah, that's the other big news today. Uh, Tyler Guyton, TCU to OU. He's an offensive lineman. Uh, he actually started as an H-back against OU last year. Mm-hmm. So at six seven, three hundred and twelve pounds, are we talking about a? Guy that maybe has a little bit more athleticism than we, you know, think. So, hey, y- you can name you can name a lot of offensive linemen, whether they're transfers, whether they're holdovers from the previous staff. He's going to have an opportunity to play, kind of like everyone else is. Um, is Tyler Guyton going to be the next offensive, next All American offensive lineman at OU? I definitely not ready to go that far, but. They need bodies right now, and getting an experienced body is not the worst way to go about it for that O-line group next season. And you look at what he did as an H-back at TCU, caught a touchdown pass against Iowa State. That's a guy that, for his size, has a lot of athleticism, and that's super encouraging as you look at what his future might be along the offensive line at Oklahoma. That's not to say he's going to start because it's wide open, but he'll have as good a shot as anybody. Redshirt freshman, he'll have three years of eligibility left. So this just continues the trend that it seems like every single day now, OU is adding either an assistant coach, 
uh, someone to an off-the-field position or a new commit or a transfer. I feel like it's been about 37 consecutive days where at least one coach or one player has been added. Brent Venables yeah. is looking out for us in the media. Seriously, man. Like, for real. Out, for real. Muleshoe wouldn't give the media the time of day unless he had to. Brent's like, here, content, content, content. Content all over the place. There's no doubt about that. Hey, hit us up on the Air Conference Solutions text line. We'll take your recruiting questions, football questions, and more. 405-651-3439. Kamar Wheaton. Kamar Wheaton. What? We'll talk about that coming up next right here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans.
Yeah, we're having a good time right here on Locked In with McComas and Thune. And someone out there is about to have a really good time. Because, look, we tell you guys all the time, hey, we really appreciate your support of the station. We love it that you guys kill the text line every single day. And we do our best to try to give back to our awesome listeners. Maybe that's by, you know, some OU basketball tickets here and there, whatever. But we try to reward the people that are most loyal to us as often as we can. So let's do that right now. In my hand right now, Parker is my witness. I have a $15 gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings. Here's the deal. Uh, We're going to be giving away a $15 gift card every day to Buffalo Wild Wings until we run out. And just to let you guys know, we got plenty of gift cards to Buffalo Wild Wings. So you're going to have plenty of chances to win. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick one random winner via Twitter. If you want a $15 Buffalo Wild Wings gift card, which we mail it to you, by the way. All you have to do is tweet at us. You're going to get the card, and hey, maybe you go take it to a B-dubs this weekend. You go watch OU and Auburn at 1 o'clock this Saturday. Whatever. Just tweet us. I'm listening to at Sports Talk 1400. That's all you got to do. Go to your Twitter page right now and tweet out, I'm listening to at Sports Talk 1400, and I'm going to pick one of the winners there on social media. Easy enough? Sounds easy enough to me. Easy enough? Okay. Well, Wing Tuesdays are back at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, Buy one order of traditional wings and get the other 50% off. That's dine-in only at participating restaurants while supplies supplies last. So $15 gift card. I'm listening to at Sports Talk 1400 on Twitter. Uh, We'll pick a winner by the time we get back from next segment. Kamar Wheaton. Boy, no, you, no, no, no. Don't tell me no. You were teasing everybody on it last night on social uh, media. What are you what are you doing? Uh, What's uh, going look, on? Look, this is this is more just me speaking my opinion. Uh and the the gif I tweeted was more just, oh, this is an interesting situation, not oh, oh, you should pursue him because I don't think they should. Um the reality is whenever Caleb Williams decides to sign and whenever Jackson Dart decides to sign the circus is over. I feel like I've been saying it all week. I'm going to say it again. Don't bring the circus back to town. They, This staff is not interested in the circus. Exactly. And that's that's what not. Kamar Wheaton was and would be, a circus. And look, he's a nice, nice enough kid. I've met him and his dad, good people. But the way that that recruitment unfolded, I don't see how OU circles back. I know it's a new staff, but... No, they they no. Don't, they they don't need him. They don't. They, I mean, they're they're gonna they be don't. they're gonna be okay at running back. They're gonna be just fine. Javante Barnes is a budding superstar, and Gavin Sawchuck is pretty dang good of his own accord. Yeah, and look, I, it, it did not work out well for OU. It was an an odd recruitment. Some people that follow recruiting will tell you that it was one of the you know strangest things that they've seen in in quite some time in in terms of that whole recruitment and how he wouldn't call anybody back and and, and wouldn't really communicate with anyone I wasn't rooting for him to fail at Alabama but at the same time to be fair didn't we kind of all see this coming you know I mean I, I don't think that this is necessarily a surprise to anyone that he's no longer in the database there at Alabama and he's looking for his next school again not not rooting for it, but in no way am I surprised that it's ended up like this. Well, because we knew when he committed to Alabama, right, how long is it going to take for a guy like that to get on the field based on how deep Alabama's running back room was at the time and will continue to be? It's one of those things where it made all the sense of the world for Kamar Wheaton to go there if he wanted to be a part of championship teams, but 
if the guy wanted to be a breakout star, if he wanted to play a lot, particularly early in his career, go anywhere but Alabama. Go any, anywhere but Alabama because he was never going to – Oh, Tyler, you look very excited. Yeah, I am very excited because Perry just walked in with two more $15 Buffalo Wild Wings cards. We're giving away three today, baby. So if you haven't tweeted already and you said, well, I don't know, a lot of people are going to be tweeting in. There's only one. Well, tweet in now because i got three to give away. Dude, we've got so many Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards to give away like throughout the course of the next couple months. I swear everyone is going to be tired of eating wings by the time we get done with this thing. Oh, so boy. I okay. am listening to at Sports Talk 14. Golly, I'm giving away 45 bucks in cards. you anyway, got you got to keep wings in the dining rotation as we yes. hit the football offseason so that it's you're in place prime to sports, eating man. shape once September rolls around Great again. place to watch sports. Me and my wife are going to find somewhere to watch the OU-Auburn game on Saturday. You know when OU takes down the number one team on the road. Okay, yeah. Is that Anyway, is that... sorry to interrupt on Kamar Wheaton. <laughs> I got excited. No, but on Kamar Wheaton, I, I don't know what happens with that situation. I don't know what's going to happen because he's not in the transfer portal yet. He's not in the transfer portal. He's just not with the Alabama football program. So, like, is he going to get in the transfer portal? Yeah. Well, it, don't is you, he just – is he going to take a gap year and go backpacking who, who, or something? Who knows? Judging by how his recruitment went, dude, like, who, who knows what's going to happen with, with this whole thing? That was one of the most bizarre recruitments I have ever covered because he wouldn't talk to anybody. Nobody knew. Nobody on either side knew either in the Alabama camp or the Oklahoma camp, up until the very end. Well, and that's what was funny. I believe it happened Christmas break of the year be- the year before last, right? And I-, I remember we had like a four-day holiday vacation at the station. It was like, let's go, four-day weekend. Turn and- up. And the first night, we're all waiting for Kamar Wheaton to decide. And it was supposed to happen like at 6 o'clock or something like that. And, of course, it was, like, late on into the evening until we found out that Kamar Wheaton was going to go to Alabama. So even the day that he was finally going to talk and decide, it felt like the decision came, like, four hours after the fact. I just – and here's where it became so much more bizarre than most, if not all, of the other recruitments I've covered. Generally – if a player won't talk directly to recruiting reporters and analysts and the media at large, he still talks to the people around him. He'll talk to his high school coaches. He'll talk to his teammates. And those people, in turn, will talk to recruiting reporters and analysts. So you you always have information sure. on a kid, regardless of whether it's firsthand or secondhand. When I say Kamar Wheaton didn't talk to anybody, <laughs> I mean he didn't talk to anybody. Nobody knew. And it's not like he was this two- or three-star recruit to where it's like, oh, that's cute, uh, you're going to Western Michigan. Oh, no, he's like a five-star kid that anyone would have loved to have him. Yeah, it's, it's odd, dude. I remember having a conversation with the head coach. I believe it was the head coach. Maybe it was one of the assistants at his high school. The day of his announcement, and I was like, listen, if you don't want me to say anything or hint at anything, I won't. Do you have any idea – where the kid is going. And he essentially said, no, we're all in the dark. <laughs> Nobody knew. Man, yeah. It's, look, uh, you, you said it. Other people have, it, like, the oddest recruitment that they've ever, you know, experienced in their life. Uh, what, what do we got on the Air Cover Solutions text line? Uh, let's see what people are saying. Wheaton will end up at A&M. 
Oh sure, God, that's not. Yeah, that wouldn't. Whatever. Like, I don't, nothing would shock me with with that. The whole thing. Could any of the Michigan signees be poached if Harbaugh goes to the NFL? Uh, yes, I think that's a. I, with how easy it is to get out of your NIL these days. Oh, you would expect or, that and, to happen. NLI, excuse me, not <laughs> NIL. You would uh, you would expect that to happen. Yes, and I, you talk about one of those guys that's committed to Michigan right now, and Kevonte Hendry that that Oklahoma is very much in the mix for. He's probably not going to be the only one. Uh, what about Connerly? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't with that kid. And the reality is, and we've talked about it before, Josh Connerly's going to take at least until March to finalize his decision. So this is going to be one that I will try to keep folks updated on. I will do my best to get the information over the next few weeks. But it's not coming to a resolution anytime soon. Is it trending down, fair to say, for Josh Connerly? For OU? Yeah. No, I would say it's actually trending up. Mm. Like, the Sooners made a strong impression. They actually have a chance here. But again, (laughs) we're going to be waiting on this one for more than a minute to become final, whether it's OU or not. I'm from BA, says one listener. RSJ was fun to watch. Is he going to be a safety or cornerback? He's going to play safety. And, man, I would honestly be surprised if he doesn't make a push to start at one of those safety positions. That's how good he is. Yeah, there's there's really – I'm sure there's someone – well, Nick Evers, I, I guess, would be the guy. But there's really – God, it feels like 90% of this class we're talking about. Like, yeah, I mean, have a good offseason. Got a chance to play right away. Well, because there's so many guys that are going to need to get replaced. True, especially on, especially on defense. A lot of those man. position battles are wide open. And I remember we had this conversation. I think it was me and Josh Helmer a couple of weeks ago. We counted kind of the locked in, no pun intended, but kind of the starters that you could safely lock in on both sides of the ball. I think we decided there are five on offense and five on defense. So that leaves you, what, 12 positional battles that are wide open? Yeah. Well, one guy, by the way, that really dipped in these new 24-7 sports rankings is the guy that maybe I'm the most high on in terms of what his ceiling could eventually be. Uh, I like Jaden Rowe as a long-rangey corner, man. I I really do, but he dropped to an unranked. Uh, what he's not even ranked. Jaden Rowe, no, no, he rose into the rankings. Oh, he, okay, he was so I wrote that backwards. Okay, yeah, he was okay. unranked. He's now the number two hundred. Because I was a little overall. bit puzzled like that. I'm, by yeah. that, I was like, really? I feel like he's gotten more steam. Well, since- the guy that dropped completely out of the rankings is Kobe McKenzie. Yeah, which is bizarre because there was a time he was a top fifty player in that class, and now he's out of the rankings entirely. And it has to do with a bit of uncertainty regarding what his best positional projection is. Uh, I know the council at 24-7 likes him better as an edge or a hand-in-the-dirt defensive end that they they do as an off-ball linebacker. But for anybody who's watched Kobe McKenzie in person, it's pretty clear that wherever you put him, he's a dude that is just going to play football and play at full steam. And he's going to hit hard and he's going to fly around. So I don't know. Maybe they'll end up being right and maybe Kobe McKenzie ends up on the edge or ends up converting to defensive end. But – I just know regardless, that is one of the dudes that you would quantify as a football player. I would guess that his career at OU ends with him being um, maybe a defensive end edge, something like that. I mean, just 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 a guess, but that, that would be mine. Uh, one more before we hit a break? Yeah, regarding Wheaton, 
via one listener. Remember when Venable said you recruit your own problems? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Pass on him. Yeah, like maybe, and I don't even know if the previous staff would be like, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's all stress ourselves out and I get can almost, right back in. I can almost guarantee you the previous staff would want no part of that. Sure, but there's just a certain type of personality, player, whatever you want to say, that this current staff, they're not going to put up with, especially in year one, guys. I mean, they're just not... They're not going to recruit their own problems, especially in year one. Kamar Wheaton is not going to be in their plans. I, I don't. They haven't told me that. I'd almost guarantee. I would guarantee that that's going to be the situation. Thanks, but no thanks. Uh, we're actually pretty good at running back. We're pretty excited about the potential that we have there. By the way, you guys are awesome. Thank you for all the tweets trying to win these three Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. Uh, we'll give them away during this break. I'm going to DM the three winners. So stand by your Twitter. But coming up next is OUS Virginia. Is this a must-win game for the Sooners tonight? Also, Parker, I'm going to ask you. Texas is an obvious answer, but when it comes to football recruiting, who are OU's biggest recruiting rivals out there right now? We'll hit that more coming up next right here on Locked In with McComas and Thune. We're the homeless Sooner fans right here on The Ref.
We got somebody on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that really wants some wings, Tyler. Well, here's they, the deal. I, I gave away the three gift cards, but we're going to be giving away gift cards every single day. Oh, beautiful. I'm going to guess on this show that we do most. I, I don't know if we're going to be giving away gift cards every day to Buffalo Wild Wings on this show, but the station as a whole, like, the way that I understand. Look, I know we have an ungodly amount of gift cards to Buffalo Wild Wings. We're going to be giving them all away. So whether it happens on this show or not every day, um, it's going to be happening on other shows. So I just, just know somebody really wants some wings because they got on the Air Comfort Solutions text line and said, you a-holes are making me download Twitter. I've held out for so long. <laughs> yeah, we'll da- uh, follow at Sports Talk 1400, just saying. Yeah, we've got our three winners, Trent Winners who is in Sepulpa. I got to meet Trent during uh, Tulsa Day. That was pretty cool. He's a cool guy. Seth Carter from Skyatook and uh, Jeff Harmon. Jeff hasn't responded to me yet, but I think he's from like the uh, Dallas area, somewhere around there. So congratulations to Trent, Jeff, and Seth. You're our three winners for the Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards. Don't get mad. Don't get frustrated. More opportunities coming as soon as tomorrow. I, I can assure you that. Hey, this hour is brought to you by Chapel Supply. Chapel supplies you, and they supply you with the tools to tackle any power washing job, residential or commercial, and they can also service all brands of power washers. Come let Chapel supply you. They are at 6509 West Reno in Oklahoma City. And, hey, if you're looking for a new career, Chapel Supply can hook you up with that as well. Apply online today at chapelsupply.com. OU and West by God, Virginia, tonight at 7 o'clock on ESPN2. West Virginia is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Parker Thune, is this a must-win game for the 12-7 and seven Sooners? Uh, yes, this is a must-win game because the one that you're playing on Saturday is as close to a no-win game as you're going to come all season because playing the number one team in a non-conference setting in their building, that's just not a game that you can expect to come out on the winning end of. And look, if you lose tonight, and you lose at Auburn on Saturday. That's a six-game skid yeah, for Porter tough. Moser and this team. They need a win in the worst way right now. Otherwise, their stock when it comes to the NCAA tournament is going to take a massive hit. And they they will have a lot of leeway because they're playing in by far the toughest conference no in college doubt. basketball. But you got to start stacking wins, man. Well, and you got it like they're playing a tough schedule. No one would argue that. But at some point, you got to knock off one of these top teams and have you know one of the one or two of those wins on your resume. Like I don't know how forgiving the NCAA tournament committee is going to be. Like okay, well they played a really tough schedule. That means they had a lot of opportunities for marquee wins, and well they didn't really beat any of those teams. Like they, they they've got to figure out. And, and West Virginia wouldn't be a uh, marquee win. I don't know what tier win this would be for them tonight. But at some point, yeah, they got to knock off you know some of these teams that are currently in the top fifteen right now, no doubt. But look, we we can talk about this game till we're blue in the face. C.J. Nolan is back tonight. That that really really helps. We can talk about really anything X's and O's wise. The fact of the matter is, this team's got to do a much better job of taking care of the basketball. And if they do that, if they don't have twenty five turnovers tonight, and if they can lower that number down to nine ten somewhere in that range then they'll have a decent chance to win this game tonight. It's it's never easy to go out to Morgantown and win, but by no means is this Bob Huggins' best team that he's had since he's been out at WVU. In fact, far from it. By the way, Grayson Halton just decommitted from Oregon. Ooh. So, for what that's worth, okay. that's a thing. Are you excited about this? What do you, what do you, what's yeah, your I, immediate I, reaction? Pe- people know my crystal ball. People have seen it. It's made the rounds on social media. I don't think it's a secret what I think is about to happen. 
You think he's just decommitted from Morgan. You think the next step is he's like, yeah, go ahead and tweet out that locked uh, lock sign, please. Mm-hmm. You think that's what's happening mm-hmm. here? Okay. Yeah, that, uh, that's good news for Sooner fans across oh, the I, Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely good news for sure. So we'll uh, see you down the stretch if OU can continue to uh, get some nice additions here and keep themselves inside the top ten. Uh, you and I talked about I, – I feel pretty good that OU will wind up in the, in the top ten here on second signing day. They will certainly wind up in the top ten. Better chance to move up. Yeah, well, I mean, we just answered that question, I guess. But, like, what's what's the ceiling on where this class could, could rank? I would say right now the best you hope for is eight. If you can get to eight, I would say that's probably best-case scenario. Anything above that is gravy. At that point, that probably means you're getting both Devin Campbell and Josh Connerly, which I, I don't believe there's a world in which that happens. <laughs> Dreamland, perhaps. But uh, I – I think Oklahoma could very realistically end up with one or the other, but not both. So I think the ceiling is eight. I think they're going to be in this eight to ten range, depending on what other programs around them add and or lose over the next few days as we head to National Signing Day on February third. Yeah, and as much as you know, and I'm I'm guilty of this a little bit, but as much as me and a lot of other people made out that. Muleshoe was just this recruiting genius, and he was, you know, kind of recreating the game, reinventing the game, whatever. Um, if they finish with an eight to ten recruiting class, that's right where Muleshoe was at with some of his best classes. So that that'll be that'll be a heck of a way to close for this new staff. I think the best Muleshoe did was sixth, if I remember correctly, the number six class in 2019. So and none of those guys are on uh, campus right now it feels like. Yeah, well. <laughs> at least the headliners of the Theo class. Theo East, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's But yeah, he's no, really you look one. back at that 2019 class, I mean, it is a wasteland of guys that washed out or never made it to campus or hit the transfer portal. Like, you know what? I'm actually going to pull it up and we'll, we'll we'll go through it. Tyler, give me a second here. Okay. Uh, while you're pulling that up, I will uh, take this opportunity to say, "Kendall, what are you talking about?" Yes, you did not get selected for one of the $15 gift cards from Buffalo Wild Wings, but you got free a, a free ticket to the OU Baylor game on Saturday, courtesy of Air Comfort Solutions, the tickets they gave to the ref. Come on, Kendall. You got a free ticket last Saturday, all right? Okay, so 2019 class. Here, here, you, here you go. We're going top to bottom, five-star to three-star. Jaden Hazelwood, transferred. Yep. Spencer Rattler, transferred. Theo East hit the portal, but is still around. We're, and what, we're so, still waiting for him to show, you know, what we thought he was going to be when he came in here. So there you go. Theo East is still here. Trajan Bridges? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Where is he at right now? Uh, Austin Stogner? Transferred. Jeremiah Cradell? Didn't play in 2021. God, this is depressing. Stacy Wilkins? Transferred. Here's a good one. Woody Washington? Okay. He turned out all to right, be pretty, all right, pretty all right. All right, all right, all right. Joseph Wete has barely seen the field. I mean, barely. I think special teams, and that's about it. Jaden Davis started off really strong. Then things kind of spiraled out of control for him to the point where he was nothing more than depth in the cornerback room. Marcus Stripling, a lot of potential there. No Just doubt. really hasn't been realized to this point. EJ Nadoma Ogar transferred. Marcus Major, still waiting on him to break out one of these days. Marcus Hicks has changed position. 
has never actually played a down in a game at Oklahoma. Jamal Morris, transferred. David Aguebu, there's a good one. He's been more than all right. Marcus Alexander has never played a meaningful down. Corey Roberson has seen sporadic rotational action. Ramondre Stevenson, there's okay. you, There's your number There's three. your headliner. Yeah. There's your, your third. Headliner. Your third really good guess. And once That's, you get one, or you got two years, one and a half. You got two years of Ramondre. One and a half years with him, basically. So the 2019 class, golly, that's depressing. Mule uh, Shoe's highest ranked class. The headliner was Ramondre Stevenson, and you got one and a half was, years out of him. O- outside of that, it a was Woody star junior college commit. Jeez. Has had more success than anybody else in that class. Jonathan Perkins, transferred. Finley Felix has never played. Derek Green, if he made it to campus, he was not there very long. Ended up at Vanderbilt. Tida Armin, similar, ended up transferring. Leron Stokes, he actually made a few starts for Oklahoma at some point, but was never much of a factor on, on that interior defensive line. So you got Ramondre Stevenson, David Aguebu, and Woody Washington can kind of throw Jaden Davis in that conversation Jeez. as well. And then obviously Theo Weiss. So pathetic. You're, like, you're five for twenty-four, basically. Pathetic. That's uh that that's kind of that that staff or he developing in a in a nutshell right there. Good riddance, dude. Good riddance. Which, dude. He is so weak. I see every single day OU fans tweeting out that, well, Lincoln Riley blocked me. And and I know that OU fans are giving him hell right now and, and all that, but golly, he's blocked like 75% of the fan base right now. What a weak dude. Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune coming up next right here on The Ref. We're the Homo Sooner fans.
All right, closing it up right here on Locked In with McComas and Thune. The Rush is coming up next. This hour is brought to you by Chapel Supply. If you're looking for a new career, apply online today at chapelsupply.com. I asked you, I kind of teased something, and we didn't get to it last segment. Texas has probably always been OU's biggest recruiting rival, recruiting rival and on the field as well. Who's, who's the other big recruiting rival right now? Is it A&M? A and M is a big one. I really also think that in the years to come, there are going to be some really intriguing recruiting battles between Oklahoma and Arkansas. Really? Because huh. I look at the way that Sam Pittman's recruiting right now, the momentum he's got at that program, and Venables and his staff's renewed focus on recruiting locally. You saw Arkansas just pick up a commitment from Luke Has uh-huh. last weekend, who was formally committed to Oklahoma. So. I wonder if that's the first of many between the Sooners and the Razorbacks. And, of course, they got a pretty nice addition via the transfer portal. Um, you know, a, a linebacker that OU really wanted from Alabama, but instead he goes to Arkansas. So, yeah, I, Sam Pittman has a pretty impressive track record as a recruiter. Um, he got some big-time O-linemen there at Georgia. Uh, and we all know about that because every time he got an offensive lineman, he put out a video on Twitter that went, yes, sir. Is he still doing that, by the way? I don't know. I don't know. I don't pay enough attention to know. Yeah, that'll be – I thought you were going to say LSU. I thought you were going to say that you think LSU is going to emerge as a recruiting rival, and that'll be really interesting – now that Jamar Cain, who knows how long Jamar Cain's in Baton Rouge, but if he's there for a while, that'll make that element all the more interesting. Yeah, Jamar Cain is going to be a uh, a big wig in the industry one day, no question about it. And he may be that at LSU, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he absolutely. Could be, he could be a. I forget who they hired as their uh, defensive coordinator there at LSU. Um, but maybe he's got a chance to be that guy here in a couple years or so. I know they hired Kerry Cooks as their safeties coach. Oh, really? DBU. LSU calls themselves as DBU. Which I mean, they do have a legitimate claim. Yeah. Some people Tyron would say Matthews. people some people would say, Oh, um, it's another DBU, not Defensive Backs University. But the fact that they hired Kerry Cooks at DBU, hmm, okay, guys. Good luck with that one. Good luck with that one. That one surprised me quite a bit that Brian Kelly would make that move. But uh, I I think I'm guessing that when Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame, that's when he was at Notre Dame as well. Kerry Probably Cooks. so. And anything pertaining to Brian Kelly these days can't come as too much of a surprise to people. Uh, other transfer portal news: uh, Jarek Bernard Converse. He's going to LSU now. He was a Shreveport kid, had a really nice career at Oklahoma State. He's he's going back home to Louisiana and play for the Tigers. I, I don't know how big of a surprise that is, but that's that's a pretty big loss for Oklahoma State. That is a big loss, and you know I, I think a lot of people, when he got in the portal, they were like, hmm, maybe Ohio State, reunite with Jim Knowles, play for the Buckeyes, but going home to LSU with what they're building in Baton Rouge, uh, he's a guy that you, you, you've seen what he's able to do at the cornerback position at Oklahoma State, and that, that is a significant loss for the Cowboys, who I, I would imagine were hoping to keep a lot of that contingent together that elevated them to New Year's Six territory in 2021. Yeah, I, I, I almost think that we've moved past uh, portal madness, by the way. Now, they, they just got a guy yesterday, Tyler Guyton from TCU, coming to OU, offensive lineman. But whereas, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, all of the conversation on this show was about the transfer portal, who's coming in, who's going out. 
I think that we're kind of over the hump on that, and, and now it's really all about closing strong with the 2022 class, and there's just so many names out there that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Is there is there a name, though, that we should keep on our eye on more than five-star Devin Campbell, though, out of Arlington, who we talked about earlier down to OU in Texas? When you say keep your eye on, what exactly do you mean? You're, are you you're talking in terms of, like, an impending commitment? Are you talking about in terms of the Sooners' percentage chance to yeah, land like, that guy? Yeah, like, when we talk about who's... Like who's a big priority on signing day? Like who's in the even in the same ballpark as Devin Campbell right now? I think well, it's Devin Campbell and everybody else naturally because we know the other five star that Oklahoma's in the mix for, Josh Connerly, is going to take at least until March to make his decision. As we get closer to signing day, look, folks have seen my crystal balls for Grayson Halton, who just decommitted from Oregon, as well as Jamarian Burt, the one-time Florida commit. I think it's going to be super intriguing to see what happens with R. Mason Thomas and Ahmad Moten, the Cardinal Gibbons teammates, because they're visiting Miami this weekend, and that is the school. I can tell you this much. Folks on the OU side of things, they are they are worried about the Hurricanes, and there's a lot of confidence that Thomas and Moten are going to be Sooners, but Miami's kind of the one school that can throw a wrench in all of that. Uh, your 15-second Caleb Williams update today, yeah, he posted a story on his Instagram, <laughs> and it's a random guy holding up a cardboard sign that says, stop giving a blank what other people think. Uh, it was a four-letter word in there in the blank, and I'm sure you could figure that one out, so... Sounds like things are going well for uh, Caleb Williams. All right, that'll do it for us. The Rush coming up next. We'll have more college football talk on the other side. Keep it locked right here. The Ref, we are the Homeless Sooner fans.